15 minutes of neat stuff for kids. Greetings, amazing humans, and welcome to another 15 minutes of neat stuff for kids. I'm your host, Miss Lauren, and I invite you to join me as we explore different areas of our world that spark our interest. First off, I just wanted to wish you all a happy new year. Isn't it fun to start out fresh in a new year? Just like a fresh dusting of snow, it's a clean slate just waiting for your footprints in it. And speaking of snow, this week our topic is snow! Or sand or mud if you don't have snow. What do you love to do in the snow? Do you like to sculpt things in the snow? Do you like to paint in the snow? There are so many things to do. Can you think of some of the other activities you like to do in the snow? Yes! Skiing, sledding, making snow angels, pretend foods. It's like nature's playground, right? Now here in the United States, we have had a lot of snow this season. Even in lots of places that don't typically get tons of snow. Did you get snow where you live? Ooh, how much? If you didn't get snow, did you get some rain? Why do you think? Does it snow in some places, but rain in other places? I think you're right. It's because snow is formed when clouds are in colder places. Like if you put water in the freezer, it freezes into ice. But instead, there are these tiny, tiny, tiny water droplets in the clouds in the sky. So they freeze into these amazing crystals. Each one is unique in that they are all different. We just read a book called Snowflake Bentley about a person who took the first photos of snowflakes. He actually would look at them under the microscope outside so they wouldn't melt. And how about the sounds that snow makes? Actually, the first thing I love about when it is snowing is the lack of sound that it makes. It just absorbs all the sounds. So if you go out when it's snowing, especially if the wind isn't whistling, it is so quiet. It is like silent. And what about the sounds when you walk through snow or ice or icy snow or squishy snow? Sometimes it crunches. Sometimes it squelches. What do you hear when you walk in the snow? Yeah, kind of sounds like a K-R-C-H. And how do you walk through the snow? Let's try it right now. First, we have deep snow. So lift your legs up high just to plunge them back down. Next, some squishy, slippery snow. So get your boots stuck in it just a little. Oh, it's hard to move. Now we have some icy snow. So be careful. Take tiny, tiny, tiny baby steps. Slow, slow. Good work, snow walkers. If you don't have snow, what in your environment can you listen for? Maybe the rain as it splashes to the ground or sifting through sand or mud? Explore those sounds. And now it's time for our song, Little Snowflake.
Little snowflake, small and cold, landing on my little nose. Snowflake, snowflake, landing on my nose. Snowflake, snowflake, landing on my nose. Little snowflake, bright and white, landing on my cheek just right. Snowflake, snowflake, landing on my cheek. Snowflake, snowflake, landing on my cheek. Little snowflake flitting around, landing on my boot on the ground. Snowflake, snowflake, landing on my boot. Snowflake, snowflake, landing on my boot. Silly snowflake. Time for our story, Sled Dog Team. Move over, I hear a voice yell as an enormous heavy paw pushes into my back. My eyes fluttered open to see the snowy walls of the hole we had dug to sleep in. Your tail's in my face, the voice continued. I felt my fur start to shake off some of the sleep from the night as I responded to the voice. Well, we're awake now. Might as well get up and see if Nancy has her breakfast ready. The voice was my dear friend and brother dog, Buzz. Boy, could he be a crabby pants in the morning, especially if he woke up with a paw or a tail or a nose in his face. Or maybe I should say crabby fur, since we are dogs. Sled dogs, to be precise. Anyway, my name is Balto. Just kidding. That was another very famous dog that had his own book and everything about how he helped carry medicine across Alaska to save some kids. No, my name is Balt. Ah, yeah. Nancy, our owner and pack leader, loved the Balto story so much that I'm named after him. Hey, Nancy, what's for breakfast? I barked out as I leapt from our little burrow into the fluffy snow, which we had only dug out the night before. Good morning, Balta. I'll bring your food right out, called Nancy right back to me. We needed a good breakfast because we were running the Iditarod race. Just kidding. That is a really long race across Alaska. But we are on day two of a two-day training trip for our very first two-day race. It is thrilling. Now remember, Balta, we are a team. None of us can do this on our own, so we need to help each other out and make sure everyone is running together. Ah, uh, she is always saying that to me. I just want to run and pull as fast as I can. But doesn't she realize that Buzz is slowing us down? And in what seemed like mere moments, we had gobbled up our food and were off. Into the unknown! What? You don't think just because I'm a sled dog doesn't mean I haven't seen Frozen 2. That Edina Menzel, she can really howl like the best of us. If she were a sled dog, I bet we'd just howl to the moon together all night long. Wow, my mind was really wandering. And that whole time, I was running! I can feel myself just flying through the snow, about to take off. 
I am running so fast, like a furry blur, a blur of furry fur. You wouldn't fur leave it. But then something brings me back to earth, the harness pulling me back, and Nancy shouting for us to all pull together. I wish I could just be on my own, I whine. Balta, don't pull too hard. Nancy calls us to stop. We do. But I am not happy about it. I wish I could keep running through these beautiful evergreen trees with clumps of white snow decorating their branches. Balta, Nancy begins. Yes, I whine back. You need to run with the team, not pull ahead or out of line, she begins to lecture. But I've heard it before, so I just kind of hang out and wait till we can run again. Something about how we're all in this together. If you run too fast too soon, you might tire out. But then we're back at it, into the un. Well, you get the idea. And here I am, just blazing through, pulling up that hill, no problem. Weeing all the way back down, easy peasy. Ow! I howl into the wind, but then suddenly that ow turns into a real ow, and I realize I am tired. I mean, I ran as hard as I could all day yesterday, despite Nancy calling on me to make sure not to pull too hard and faster than all the other dogs. But did I listen? No. No, I did not. I ran all out, and now my legs have just decided that they are tired and wobbly and don't want to run anymore. I'm scared. I've never felt this kind of tired. I whimper and look back at Nancy. She calls to us to stop and comes and gives me a snuggle. You okay, Balta? She asks as I burrow my head in her arms. No, I whine. I'm tired. You know, this is the beauty of being on a team in a long race. We don't have to go it alone. You have a whole team here to help you keep going. Let's move you towards the back of the pack and give you a break. You'll be able to follow and rest even while you're running. I'll help you, calls Buzz. We've got you. We can run slower. You don't have to pull. We'll pull for you, called the rest of my teammates, who I didn't even get a chance to introduce, but nonetheless, they are here to support. And Balta, called Nancy, don't pull too hard. And with the support from my team, we whisked off through the trees to continue our journey. My body is tired, but energized and ready to run. The end. Have you ever had a time when you didn't think you could finish something or do something, but then you surprised yourself and you did? Nice. Did you need to take a break? Get some water? Teams come in many forms, too. They can even be a family. Do you take turns helping out in certain ways? We are all in this together, and there are many times in our lives that we can learn this. Who is on your team? Could be in sports, yes, but also teachers, grandparents. There are people around that can help when you need it. Did you notice how in this story, it is told from Balta's point of view? She uses I in the story to show that it is her speaking. This is called first-person narration because the person talking is me or I. Good thoughts. And now it's time for an activity. First, if you do have a microscope at home or 
could borrow one from a friend, take it outside, if okayed by your adult, and put some snowflakes under it to look at. I think this would work best if it is actually snowing, as sometimes if the snow melts and then refreezes, the snow might change its structure. But I haven't tested that yet, so you'll have to tell me if that's true. Fun discoveries, eh? Now, on to drawing snowflakes. First, take a quick Google search with your adult at some pictures of snowflakes. Do you notice anything in common about their structure? How many points do they have? Now, take a piece of white chalk and some colored paper and draw your best snowflakes. Then, take some other chalk or paint and create a whole scene if you'd like. Wonderful! Now, I have one more special activity for you and your parents. First, I want you to pick out your favorite episode from the podcast so far. Could be cats or vehicles, whichever one you liked best. Then think of a friend that you think would enjoy that episode and send them a link to it. The share button looks like a piece of paper with an arrow coming out of the top of it. It's like it's sending it off into the ether to your friend. Well, I had such a fun time with you today. Thank you so much for listening and come back in two more weeks for 15 more minutes of Need Stuff for Kids. I'm Lauren and I hope you have the best day ever. Snowflake landing on my nose. Snowflake, snowflake landing on my nose. Little snowflake, bright and white, landing on my cheek just right. Snowflake, snowflake, landing on my cheek. Snowflake, snowflake, landing on my cheek.